What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Uh, today, I am doing this podcast on location. I'm uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're at a place called Windrock. It's a uh, off-road uh, Jeep trails, 700 uh, acres of Jeep trails and, and off-road stuff. So today, I want to talk about motivation. So um, have you ever been motivated? What is it like to be motivated? We talk about motivated sellers all the time. And uh, recently, I was incredibly motivated. So I'm going to tell my story. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, what is up, everybody? Um, so I'm going to start today with a story. We're going to talk about motivation real quick. And um, I got to tell a little bit of background before I can get into the message here on the podcast today. But for me, um, my wife and I, we about 10 days ago, we went and bought a Jeep. You can see it in the background, this beautiful yellow Sahara. It's uh, jacked up. It's got some big tires, um, a really nice uh, car. My wife has wanted a Jeep for a long time. She's been um, you know, kind of hinting, mentioning that stuff. And she called me up one day and I told uh, a story about being impulsive on a Facebook post that I did and things like that, where we just went and bought it and just made a decision. So we bought this Jeep and then the day after we bought it on a Friday, on Saturday, we went off-roading with our son, Will. Um, we went, we took these Polaris's out on this guided trip. And I was kind of like watching where we were going because there's a bunch of off-road trails, there's rivers that you drive through and streams and stuff like that. So we wanted to go check it out with the Jeep uh, on a later date. And then a couple of days later, Lucy and I, we went and took the Jeep out and went back to find those trails, uh, hit some water features, uh, threw water over the top of the Jeep, uh, just got it muddy, just had a good time. And really, we kind of like connected with this 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 thing, right? This Jeep, we have something in common. We both really loved it. And I had no idea that I was going to love it as much as I do. So we we spent last week just kind of finding some different trails, doing things. And then we were on our way to North Carolina for a retreat this weekend. And I found, uh, we decided to leave a little bit early and we found this um, off-road place. You can kind of see it in the background here. Just unbelievable. I'll give you a panoramic uh, view here if you're watching on YouTube or, or anywhere else. Um, you can kind of see the view and everything there. You see Lucy in the background there, checking out the view. And um, just unbelievable place here. It's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres, like 700 acres. I think there's 300 miles of off-road trails. You don't even really see anybody while you're out on the trails. And we came here on Thursday and went off-roading. You pay for a permit and you go, um, you go on some trails. And I downloaded the map and everything. And um, we don't have a ton of experience, right? We were going off-road from uh, gravel roads to just um, dirt roads and a little bit of, of water uh, over by our house and then come here and this is there's professional stuff here it's like a it's like a skiing mountain where you have greens and blues and and black diamonds and double black diamonds and all that stuff and they mark it out and so we went on the trails on Thursday and we said we're just going to stay on the greens we're going to take it easy um, we don't really know what we're doing we're just going to kind of check it out and have some fun and we did we kind of came up here I had a plan to to get out of here by five o'clock and get back on the road for uh, North Carolina and uh, we kind of took it easy we were on some greens then we found a blue and it didn't look that bad we went down it it wasn't that bad 
And uh, we started to get a little bit, uh, at least I did, a little bit confident, right? So I started to, my confidence started to build up. And um, remember, this is a Jeep that we just drove off the lot. We've never been off-roading, four-wheeling, anything. We don't have a bunch of accessories. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a big plan here. Uh, I didn't think about cell phone service, all that stuff. So, so what happened in the end? We, um, we got to this point on an easy trail, but it hit, the water had washed out all these big ditches. And um, I decided, I, I was driving at the time and I decided to go up the left side and we couldn't get past this huge ravine on the left side. So I backed the, the Jeep back down and we were gonna kind of cross over the ravine to go up the right side. And um, as I was backing down, I just felt kind of the back right tire fall into something and it fell into one of, in, into the ravine. I didn't see it. And it was a water, like water had washed out an area of the road. And I just kind of felt it. Lucy looked over at me and she goes, are we stuck? And she's kind of, um, I could tell she was getting a little worried. And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't think so. And I, so I tried to get it out. I got into, you know, four low. Um, I took the traction control off. I did all everything that I knew how to do to get it out of there. And sure enough, we were stuck. Now it's about 4 35 o'clock at night here in Knoxville. The sun is getting ready to go down. And I thought that I could get it out. And so I found some rocks, looked to try to create some traction because it was just the, the wheels were slipping in the mud, tried to create some traction. I found some sticks and some logs and tried to put them under the tire so we can get some traction. I spent about 45 minutes just trying to get this, this Jeep out, not, basically not accepting the fact that I got stuck, right? And I thought that I could get it, get it fixed and get out of there. And uh, finally, Lucy just said to me, she said, we better start walking. We didn't have cell phone reception. We hadn't seen anybody all day. We'd been out here for about two and a half hours, three hours, and hadn't seen anybody. And so, and it's getting ready to get dark. And so the kind of like Boy Scout and me kicked in. I grabbed my giant water bottle, some snacks and things like that. Um, what I didn't do, what I probably should have done is leave a note on the car of where we're going and, and what's going on and a cell phone number. But I'm sitting there going, man, I wish I had a sat phone. I wish I had some other things um, in the Jeep to get us out. Obviously a winch to, to get us out ourselves um, or it came with a buddy and all this stuff. So all these things are going through my head. Should have, could have, would have, right? And so we drove out of, we, we walked out of there. We hiked about a mile and a half together. It got dark, really dark. And we got to the other side of the mountain where we had cell phone reception. Um, I called the the front desk of the of the place. They were closed. Uh, then I called the sheriff's office. So I had um, I was able to look up things on the internet. Call the sheriff's office. They were going to call some emergency people and call us back. I waited 15 minutes for them to do that. Nothing. And finally, I found a emergency um, uh, rescue company on Facebook. And I called this guy. It's clearly good old boy sitting on his couch watching TV on a Thursday night at like six o'clock. And I was like, Hey, do you rescue people? Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, we do. And I said, hey, I'm up here at Windrock and this is where we are. Um, will you come up here? And he said, I don't know. Like I, I could tell he's just probably drinking a beer, watching something on TV. And uh, I finally got him to come up here. And he said, yep, I'll be up there in about 40 minutes. Um, I'll come up. And I said, hey, just out of curiosity, how much does something like this cost? And he said, it really depends on, um, on how you're stuck, how long it's gonna take, all this different stuff, but it's about a hundred bucks. And at that time I was like, wow, a hundred dollars. So the purpose of that backstory is to kind of get you in the, in the framework, the mindset that I was in and, and Lucy was in, we were, um, we were tired, we were worried. We had another three miles to hike back down, maybe three and a half miles back down to the main entrance. Um, and we didn't even know if anybody was there. And so, and it was dark and we have water, we have food, but there's all kinds of stuff up here in the mountains, right? Coyotes, bears, uh, all kinds of stuff. And so we, 
we just remain calm, but I am at a point where when you think about motivation, I was so motivated to get that truck out, to get to where I wanted to go, to get out of this feeling, this, this stressful place, this thing, right? And uh, we both were. So when you think about motivation with people that are selling their houses, a lot of times you think about what's going on in their life that's causing this. But what you have to do is you have to think about motivation as the thing that when money becomes nothing to you, like the, the, the money, the cost, the value, the problem that you want solved becomes the thing that you're only focused on. Like that guy could have charged me a thousand dollars and I would have said, okay, like just do it. Get me out of there. Right. Or $5,000 or $10,000. Like the, the value of money becomes something different when you become that motivated. So when you guys are talking to motivated sellers, what you want to do is you want to get to the bottom of all that stuff. Like if he knew that I had no other options, nobody else is calling me back. I've been up here for 45 minutes. I hiked a mile and a half. It's three and a half miles back down the hill. Um, I don't know anyone here. I don't know how to get out. I don't have a backup plan. We can't sleep there. We can't like, what is our, what, what else could we do? Like if you know, two hours into the trip, it's still light out, it's 10 o'clock, there's lots of people around and I can wave down help or the first person that drove by us five minutes, you know, let's, let's just say I'm sitting there stuck in the ravine, right? Somebody drives by after 10 minutes of me trying to fix it. And he says, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get you out for $1,000. And I know that there's five or 10 more people behind him coming right around the corner that'll probably do it for free or less money. I might say no at that point, right? But this guy has me, right? I, I just hiked for a uh, mile and a half. We finally got cell phone service. Our phones are not fully charged. And, you know, I finally got somebody coming to my rescue. And money becomes something that is, is totally different, right? The motivation is way up. And I was a true motivated money spender, right? We got motivated sellers, motivated buyers, motivated lenders, motivated everything, right? Motivation is just a matter of something that's happening in your life. So this was a prime example for me of being an incredibly motivated buyer at this point. And I would have paid dollars $600,000 to get out of there at that point. And that's the point that you have to get to when you're talking to these sellers and you're talking to people is where are they? What's going on? How motivated are they? What, like, where are they in their decision-making process? If they got 10 other people that are coming in behind you that are all offering the same thing, the same, you, you got to figure out how you can fix the problem. Like what's the problem? So hopefully that quick story helps you. I'm sure that you've all been motivated sellers or all been motivated buyers at some point, but I will say that this week I was unbelievably motivated to get off of that hill, off of that mountain, see another human being that can help us, um, see somebody who is experienced. And then the other thing was driving down that mountain afterwards, right? We were able to follow those guys down. They have a ton of experience here on the mountain and it was just really, really nice for us. So before we go, let's see how motivated Lucy was. Hey Lucy, how motivated were you that night when we, to get off the mountain? Very. What would, what would you have paid to get off the mountain that night? Uh... I would have paid for you to walk the extra three miles. <laughs> thousands? Yes. Would we have paid thousands? Yes. Okay. Both incredibly motivated, right? But guess what? We had so much fun. We talked about it. We learned our lessons. We learned what to do. And we're back here today getting this Jeep so muddy and having fun. And you can see who's driving. The missus is driving. She's having an awesome time. And it turned out that it was just a great story that we had together, right? And you got to think about it the same way with these sellers. Like they just, they got a problem. They're, they're highly motivated. They need to sell. Something's going on in their life that you got to fix the problem. And our problem was how do we get off the mountain, right? How do we get back in the Jeep? How do we get on the road? How do we get to our destination? How do we do all that stuff? So 
Hopefully that story helps. Keep that in mind as you guys are uh, going through this process with anything that you do. Like, look around. You are motivated too. It's not just these people who are, you know, giving up their houses for 50 cents on the dollar. It's really about solving problems. And we had a big problem. It got solved. I ended up giving the guy an extra 25 bucks. I can get, because it's all I had, 125 bucks. Um, I'm, I'm going to get his address. I'm going to send him some other stuff too and say thank you. So if you're ever in uh, Windrock over in Knoxville and you get stuck, I got a great person for, to help get you out. So, um, all right, everybody, have a great day. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Bye.